Greetings, this is Michael Govier. Welcome to the First Day Pod. Enjoy my voice now because this is all you're going to hear of it on today's show. That's right, Leanne Hello, my wonderful co-host and girlfriend, is going to do this show all by her lonesome. But she won't be alone because there's going to be a bunch of people talking with her, asking questions, and engaging in our live stream chat, which you can find on YouTube at First Day Pod. Leanne is going to dive deep into not being okay. That's right. It's okay to not be okay. We need to kill the stigma by sharing, connecting, and discussing our feelings, especially when we're not feeling so great or we're overwhelmed or whatever may be bringing us down or causing confusion. Leanne is the best when it comes to this stuff, and I guarantee you can take something away from today's episode. So settle in. Put your thinking caps on for the latest edition of The First Day Pod. Hopefully this is working. I'm not too sure. So anyway, um, let me just put this here and then maybe I'll be able to see. Okay. So hi, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well and having a wonderful Sunday so far. Um, It is just me again this week and it'll probably be this way for the next little bit anyway. Um, But I'm excited to tell you that we are going to have a couple guests coming up. So I'm super, super excited for that. And for those of you that are just tuning in, maybe for the first time, we are First Day Pod. I am the host, Leanne Hello, and normally my boyfriend, uh, Michael Govier, is also hosting with us uh, just right now. He's got a lot going on on Sundays, and so we were trying to figure out if we could pick another time, but uh, this is just going to work out for right now. So uh, it is First Day Pod. You can find us Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think there's a couple others. Uh, Also YouTube. Uh, You can watch us live or the replay on YouTube or on Facebook. Uh, You can find us at First Day Pod. You can also email us um, firstdaypod at gmail.com. So there we go. Hello, Janice. Uh, I am really excited for this topic today. Uh, I was trying to think about what we wanted to talk about. um, And one of the sentences that kind of comes up a lot because we are a mental health uh, podcast, we we hear a lot of, it's okay to not be okay. And I do love that saying, but I was thinking, what exactly does that mean? And how are we interpreting it? So I just thought that we could have a conversation about it. Um, I made a little bit of notes, things that I wanted to talk about. Um, But my favorite part of our podcast is when we are engaging. So when you guys are communicating with us through the comments, so whether you're listening to us on Facebook Um, I believe it's Twitch maybe also, or YouTube, you're able to comment there and um, share what you're thinking. So um, I'm hoping that's going to happen again tonight. So I also wanted to let you guys know, uh, if you guys are longtime listeners, you know that we have a book club that we participate in every, or we host, um, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern um, Standard Time. And it's always just an hour. Uh, Sometimes, yes, we do go over a little bit, but uh, we really try to keep it tight for an hour. And we are finishing um, Dr. Wayne Dyer's You'll See It When You Believe It. This is the last chapter that we're doing on forgiveness uh, this week. I'm really excited. Mike's mom is actually going to be hosting and taking over the reins for this, um, this 
chapter. So I'm really excited about that. And then the following book that we're going to do the next week, we're going to do an entire book inside of one um, kind of uh, meeting. And it's going to be the four agreements. We've talked about it on the show. Uh, in the very beginning, when we were doing the book club, that we've been doing this for over a year. Uh, we did do the book then, but we have a lot of new people. So we thought it would be a good one to kind of just bring back, refresh us um, and just talk about it, especially now that we've been really growing a lot with a lot of our uh, books that we've been reading. Um, I feel like I've been growing. I know a lot of people in the group feel like they've been growing. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what people are thinking about that book now. Hi, Ed. So next week, uh, Ed, if you guys watch um, or listen to our podcast, you know who Ed is because he is one of our um, our biggest fans. He is always commenting. I love it. Um, he really engages with us. He's part of our book club. He's one of our dear friends and he is going to be on the show next week with me. I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited for you to hear his story. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, everything that he's been through, we haven't done that in quite a while. Um, we've had some people come on and share their journey and we haven't done that in quite a few months. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to having Ed on for him to share his journey with us. Um, he's always got a lot of really great insight uh, in the books that we're reading and the topics that we're talking about. So I think it's going to be a really cool conversation. Um, and that just means that you guys have to be here live because he will not be in the comments. So uh, we're going to need more comments. So you guys will have to come in live and uh, engage with us that way. So uh, you can tell today my energy level is a little bit lower than it normally is, um, and that's okay. <laughs> so um, I've had a lot going on today, and it's it's all been good, but it's been go, 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 and this is the first time I'm getting to kind of sit down and decompress, and um, you get to see what that looks like for me. Uh, <laughs> so it's a really great topic to be talking about, especially when I'm feeling kind of this way. So it's okay to not be okay. I, for one, for me, and I'm, I can only speak about myself. Um, Mike and I dated 10 years ago and we were two, what I feel are very different people, humans, like the, the form of us. Um, we didn't look a, very much different but who we were, not at our core, but on our surface, was very different. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot and um, since then. But back then, I was not one to talk about my feelings, uh, unless they were good. If they were good, I was telling you all about it. If they were not so good, and even if it was just a simple, like I'm just not having a, day, a good day, I just didn't talk about it. So um, one of the most wonderful things about this new relationship with Mike. I mean, it's not new. We're, you know, going on a couple of years now, but um, of being back together. But one of my biggest takeaways and the things that I'm loving is how much he has taught me how important it is to feel our feelings, how okay it is for us to feel our feelings. Um, and I know that they pass. So here's the thing. I always know that that all the feelings pass. The good ones pass. The bad ones pass. They all pass. I've always felt like um, when I'm going through those not so good feelings uh, that they will pass. So I will ignore them. I will resist them. I will push them down. So then when they do pass, 
then I can kind of just move on, um, you know. And it wasn't so much for nobody else to know. It was just I didn't want to have the conversation about it. Um, maybe it was I didn't want people to know because I didn't want that attention. I, I never liked the attention on me. Um, and yet here I am hosting a podcast. Go figure. So, um, but what I realized is that when you resist, and I know this in so many other things, but sometimes it's just hard to to take knowledge that you have in one area and apply it to all the rest of the areas. And, and it's very, uh, it's very easy to do that because a lot of the skills and a lot of the things that we know and that we learn, we can, they're transferable. They can be in all of, you know, in our romantic life, in our work life and our personal life, like they're all transferable skills. So the feeling of the feelings, you can feel that and you can, you can learn that that's important in all of those aspects but I didn't. I didn't transfer them. Now I am so grateful that I feel the feelings um, because what I found is that by resisting them, they either lasted longer or they showed up in other areas of my life. So I might be able to take something that's going on. And, and if my mom's listening, she'll be able to attest to this. So if something's happening, um, you know, years ago, if I was in a relationship and something wasn't going well in the relationship, instead of talking about it and ideally talking about it with the person that I'm with, I would push it down, not talk about it, resist it, be happy, but it would show up not in that relationship. It would show up at work where I would just have a little bit less patience. It would show up with the family where I would just be like, nitpicking on things with the family. My mom always knew when I was having an argument with one of my boyfriends because I would be feeling those feelings in other areas. And I wasn't aware until after. And then I would have to say, I'm sorry. Yes, I was in a fight, blah, blah, blah. Now that doesn't happen because now, um, and I shouldn't say it doesn't happen. It, it might, but I don't think it happens. I don't see it happening because if Mike and I have something that we would, for me, would normally have been a disagreement or whatever, and I would just ignore it. We just talk about it. And so now we don't have, A, it doesn't turn into an argument, and B, it doesn't fester and then just show up in all of these like weird other places in my life. Um, so I just want to see, uh, because I'm, I'm, Mike is really good at being able to read the comments while we're talking, put them up there. I'm not. Um, and that is also okay. Um, that was one of my big fears about doing this because I didn't want, um, I just didn't want to let people down. Now I'm realizing, you know what, it's okay. I'm human. I have a hard time multitasking. And so I'm just going to go through these and read them with you. So, um, okay. So Ed's back. He was just trying to figure out how to chat on YouTube. So now he's come over to Facebook. Um, I'll look into that Ed and see if there is an issue with that. I'm not sure. And Ed says, what you resist will persist totally applies to emotions as, as well. Absolutely. I don't know if I've said that yet. I have it on my list. Absolutely. And Janice says they are lessons you have to learn or they come again in a different way. Yes. So we were talking about that in our, um, in our last book club, we were talking about it and it just, no matter what it is, it keeps coming up, which makes me think about something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. 
So when we're feeling these feelings, um, you know, the, the more negative ones that we may want to kind of push down and not talk about. Um, one of the things that I have been finding that has been working with me, and I would love to hear what you guys have to say um, about this and if you have other tricks. Um, so one of the things is knowing that these feelings will fade, knowing that they will go away, sitting in them is actually been really interesting because it's given me the opportunity to not only feel them, like when people say, feel your feelings. Um, I don't know why I use that voice when I say that, but um, when people say, feel your feelings, I, I understand it, right? Intellectually, I understand what they're saying. Like if you're sad, feel sad. If you're mad, feel mad. If you're angry, feel angry. I get that. But what's really interesting is being having a relationship with those feelings. So one of the things with Mike, with the relationship that I have with Mike now, I think is probably one of the best relationships that I've ever had. And I've said this before, I've had wonderful relationships. So if any of my exes are listening, they know I've had great relationships. I've been very, very blessed. The one thing that was missing in all of my relationships was me opening up about my feelings, me communicating. And I'm well aware of that. So I'm very grateful that Mike is the recipient of me being able to be open about my feelings. But one of the things about being in a relationship, which is huge, and anybody that's in a good relationship understands this, is communication. It's talking. It's asking questions. It's being curious. It's it's not making assumptions. It's that kind of play of finding out what people are thinking and how they're feeling and all of that kind of thing. And that's what grows a relationship. So when you're in a relationship um, and romantic or a friendship, that's how those relationships are all formed, right? Like it's not formed by you just talking about yourself. It's not formed by them just talking about themselves. It's not formed by you being separate. It's formed by, by being one, by by being together and learning about each other. So if we're trying to have this quote unquote self-love that people are talking about, I think the big thing is developing a relationship with ourselves. And part of the relationship, just like I was saying about transferable skills, it's the same thing here. So a relationship, a romantic relationship with somebody else or a friendship or a relationship with our family members can also apply to our relationships with ourselves. And I think that's one of the things that are like, we don't think about, but it's also okay to ask ourselves why we're feeling those feelings, not in a way of why me and why is this happening, but from a curious way of, of actually asking, hmm, I wonder why is that coming up for me? Hmm, I wonder why I feel that. Oh, why did I just get angry about that? What in this situation is making me feel that way? And being curious about it is the like the way that we build a relationship with ourselves. So I don't know. It's just been it it's uh it's been very fascinating for me through COVID, through the relationship with Mike, um, to learn these kinds of things and now to be able to apply it to ourselves. So again, we have a lot of comments here and I want to see what's going on. So um Karina, Karina, hello. She says, 
Oh, she's so cute. She says, don't you worry one bit. You're doing a great job. Okay. So she is my cheerleader. I absolutely, I love her. Um, so Karina, hello. Thank you for being here. And Ed, what do you have to say? So Ed says, for me, when I avoided my feelings, it affected my closest relationships and led me to binge on food, TV, and shopping. I have bought stuff. I have no idea what I was thinking. Don't even know what they are. Okay, so I feel like we've all been there um, with the eating and with all of it. You're absolutely right. Avoiding, sometimes we don't even know that we're avoiding those kinds of things, like the feelings. Um, but I feel like if we start developing that relationship with ourselves, it'll be like ignore, like you wouldn't ignore, you wouldn't ignore somebody that you're in a tight relationship with if you saw that they were sad. You wouldn't ignore it. You would want to find out what's going on. You would want to be there. We so I think that's the big trick to this is to really look at ourselves, knowing that we're all connected as people. But knowing that because we're all connected and because we have all of this going on in our form, that we're able to tune in to our true self and actually have a relationship because there's there's actually kind of two beings, right? There's the spiritual being and then there's the human form. And so if both of those can kind of develop this relationship, then we can have those conversations. Um, Janice, so she says, you understand them better when you sit in them, but you also see them for what they are. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, understanding them is huge. Um, and seeing them for what they are, I think that also, yeah, that comes from sitting in it, questioning it, and even just being in that um, and not letting your head run wild. Um, Ed says, acknowledge the feelings without judgment. Okay. AM. Amen. So we're going to have to get back to that. Feelings, emotions provide us with a guide on how to maneuver through life. Awesome. That's so good. The judgment part is huge, 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 huge. So we're doing this last uh, chapter in the book uh, is on forgiveness. And the whole thing about forgiveness is that our goal is not to be able to forgive everybody. Our goal ultimately is never to have to forgive anybody. And the only way to get to the point of not forgiving, like not having to forgive anybody is to never blame them or to judge them. Um, we understand that we will always have judgment um, just because that's how we kind of like as humans, we do judge. So, but it can be just like a, um, like a quick judge, but not putting anything in back of it. And that's what's, what's really important. So even if, even if you judge, so they say, don't judge a feeling good or bad. Don't right? Don't label it, but you can like, I, well, I don't know. Okay. Again, here's the disclaimer guys. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a person just telling you how I feel. So this is not advice. This is just what it is. Um, but I feel like we can be like, put that quick judgment on it that, you know what, this doesn't feel good and maybe not good or bad. Just, it doesn't feel good or this feels good. And so we want to kind of start layering the things that feel good. And then we want to start 
kind of like an onion unpeeling the things that don't feel good so we can understand them better. Like Janice was saying, understanding them better um, just by sitting in it and, and becoming aware of what they are. Janice says that is intuition. Yes. Right. Right. It is. Um, and I think that only comes with being quiet. And the only time that we can really be quiet with ourselves is when we're okay with being with ourselves. And if we're avoiding all of these feelings and we're avoiding all of these emotions, that's probably why it's scary to, to meditate. And that's probably why it's scary to be quiet with ourselves because we're afraid of, oh, if I, if I get quiet, then those feelings will come back up. But if we're okay with those feelings, then we won't be afraid when they pop up. You know, and we actually, if we really think about it, it would be nice if they popped up when we actually had time to sit down <laughs> and think about it. Um, so a couple other things that I wanted to talk about is a couple of the things that we, we act like it's not okay, um, but it really is okay. So it's okay not to feel okay. We, we covered that. I think that's really, really important. Another thing is it's okay to change our mind. It's okay to change our thoughts. It's okay to change how we feel. Um, okay, so before I get into that, I want to see what Ed has to say here. So he says, forgiveness and not blaming includes us as well. Example, the most challenging event I needed to forgive myself was regarding my sexual abuse, forgiving myself that it happened to me. Yeah, if you put blame on yourself, which that's one of the big things that we do, like, you know, I could have done something to stop it or not put myself in that situation or whatever it may be, we do put blame on it um, and then we do need to forgive ourselves. Yeah, absolutely, Ed. Oh, gosh, I can't. Oh, I can't wait till next week. It's going to be such a good conversation. Um, okay, so what was I talking about? I was talking about that it is okay for us to change our thoughts and change our mind. So as we're growing, and quite frankly, if we're not growing, we're dying. We're going backward. I feel like one of the tricks to, to living a fulfilling life is to become a lifelong learner. Um, I feel like the people that really feel stagnant are the people that they there's nothing really to learn anymore, that they're just like they've gotten to a place where they just think that they know it all and they don't need to learn. Well, there's no excitement in there. There's no curious kind of like, oh, I wonder. Um, and that's where all the magic comes from. So, but if we're going to keep being a lifelong learner, then our thoughts are going to change, right? The more that we become awakened, our thoughts are going to change. All of that is going to change. And sometimes if we're really outspoken, um, if we're really outspoken, sometimes it's hard to like be able to say, hey, you know what? I know I said that last week. I don't feel that way anymore. And for some reason we feel, I don't know, it's probably ego um, that doesn't want us to, to say because it's kind of like that was a mistake maybe, but it wasn't. That's how we felt and that's what we believed when we had the information that we had. But if we keep growing then we're going to keep having more information and then we're going to be able to develop better ideas and better thoughts. So I feel like that's another one of the things that it's okay. It's okay to change 
our stance on things. It's okay to to agree with something one day and then not agree with it the next day when you have more information or vice versa. Um, Janice says, magic is beautiful. It is in the wind, the word, and it takes many forms. That is why we are here. Yes. And the, yeah, the more that we, oh my gosh, the more that we become in tune with all of this, I really do feel like you can see magic everywhere. Like it's, it's really fascinating. Ed, Ed says the labels of failure and worthlessness are all blaming ourselves for our circumstances. Then that's a short drive to being a victim. Then we feel we never have control. Amen. Yes. Um, yes. So the other thing in that is just the fact of the labels. So the other thing is I want to get across that it's okay not to label ourselves. It's okay that when somebody asks you a question about anything about where you feel like you should have a stance, it's okay not to have a stance. We don't need to be able to put ourselves in a box all the time. And I feel like just in society, that's that's what everybody wants. Um, I met up with a friend today that I haven't talked to in a few years, actually. And so we had a lot to catch up on. And we started getting into the whole thing about, you know, keto and and different diets that we've been on and different ways of eating and all these kinds of different things. And we got into veganism. And we sa- I said, you know, I don't know that I would ever like go full vegan. And he says, oh, I think I'm going to do it in the next year or so. I, that's where I'm headed. But I don't know if I could ever do it because – you know, I still like to have fish every now and then. So we started getting into this conversation and I was like, I feel like you guys know I don't like labels, um, even though it's funny. It's usually the things that we do the most um, that annoy us are things that we really that we need to change. And they just like Janice was saying, they'll just keep showing up. So I used to be like, I'd labeled everything. I labeled myself. I was in every box. I could tell you exactly religion, politics, all of it. I could tell you exactly where I sat. Um, but not anymore. I just, it's not worth labeling ourselves. So I was like, even with being vegan, why can't we just say, like, if somebody asks because they're looking and they're curious about the their future of what they want to kind of get into and they want to find out kind of how you eat. Why can't you just say how we eat, like what we eat as a typical day? And like, this is what we do and not put a label on it because then what happens is you get all of this, this shame around it. If you mess up, but we're not messing up, we're living our life and her life is right now. So if we didn't have a label, if I didn't, let's say I was vegan, which I am not, Let's say that I was vegan and then you guys see me out somewhere and I eat, I don't know, something like I probably wouldn't be eating a burger probably, but let's say I was, let's say I went to this, this restaurant and they had the best burger and I decided I wanted to try it. Well, now all of a sudden you're going to look at me like I'm not authentic, all these words, not authentic, I'm a liar, I'm all of it, you know, like all of this. I thought you said you were a right. Then I'll have shame because, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You're right. I. But if you just never label yourself, 
you're not in a box. So now you know that it's okay. Like, yep, I had a burger. It's not the end of the world. Like I, nobody's going to die from it. Nothing's going to happen. I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to move on. And I know that I don't want to continue eating it for myself. And that's it. And then that's okay. So I feel like labels are so dangerous that we really, it would be a really good idea to sit down and think about all the labels that you've put on yourself um, or that society's put on you or that your family's put on you and really start having that conversation with yourself again with the relationship with yourself um, and asking yourself, do I really want to fit inside of that box? Like always 100%? Because if you don't want to be in that box 100%, um, and you know, some of them you may. I have friends that are are Christian and they are so happy being Christian and, and shouting it from the rooftops and they want to be inside of that box and that is a-okay. Then label yourself a Christian. That's okay. But if you have anything that you want to be just 99% inside of that box, don't label yourself because then there won't be any of that judgment. There won't be any of that blame. There won't be any of that shame. There won't be any of that anything because I, I feel like that's where the problems all come in. So Ed, let's see, what do you got to say about this? The only label I put on food is I am a seafood eater. I only eat food that I see. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Yeah, I laugh at them all. Ed. Um, I cannot even label my son's, my son's belongings in daycare. <laughs> You know what? This is the this is the whole thing. I do like that joke, by the way. I used to say that all the time. Um, yes, the labels. And I find that the more that I talk about not wanting to have labels, it's making me become more aware of the labels that I still use, you know? So um, Karina, let's see what you've got to say. I 100% agree. It becomes extremely exhausting. Try to live up to others' expectations. Amen, sister. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. It's their expectations because that's exactly what it is, Karina, because it's their expectations and what they're going to see. And if we didn't care what they think, then it wouldn't matter. We could, we could say it and then that's fine. Because if we're vegan and then we make the choice to have that burger, we obviously don't care. We're fine with it. It's the blame that comes into or the I lied to myself because I said that I was going to be a vegan. Well, I'm sorry, but if you're 40, however old you are, I don't care how old you guys are. I'm 40. If I'm 40 and I'm planning on living until I'm 100, I got 60 years that I have to make every decision to make sure that I sit inside of this box. That is, I will, I will not be able to handle that. You're absolutely right. That's exhausting. Karina, that's a great word for it too. Just being exhausted. And that might be part of what is happening with us where we're having all of this like where everybody is just chronically ill and chronically tired. And that might be a big part of it. You know, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot going on with like what we're eating and, and what we're doing and all this kind of stuff. But just the mental game of keeping up with stuff, keeping up with people on Facebook and keeping up with all of the labels that we put our, around ourselves. It is. That's absolutely exhausting. So, okay, so that was another thing that I wanted to talk about it being okay is the fact that we're changing our minds. Um, 
I also wanted to talk about, and I'm really excited um, that we've got so many of you guys here chatting because I want you to think about what are some of the things that would be okay for us to let go? Um, <laughs> Janice, <laughs> Janice says, I am too old for labels. Is being old a label? <laughs> oh, she's one of my favorites. Yes, absolutely. It's exhausting and it, it means nothing and let's get rid of it. So I want to find out from you guys, is there anything that would be okay that we have, we feel like it wouldn't be okay, but that would be okay to let go? And I'll start with a couple of the things um, that I was thinking about me personally, things that I have let go or things that I am working on letting go um, and things that I never thought were okay to let go and things that I wore as a badge of honor for some reason is so silly. So anyway, so some of them is all or nothing mentality that I lived by. I was like, I literally like if I wasn't going to go all in, I wasn't going to do it. And that was really hard for me to let go. But really the magic, the happiness, the the aliveness happens in that gray area. And gray, it has such a, people put it such like, oh, I was in a, you know, gray mood and it was so gray outside and it was so great. Like gray doesn't sound nice, but gray is actually a really nice place to be. It's right in the middle, right there where, um, Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm getting sidetracked. Okay. So anyway, so gray is a very, in the middle is a really good place to be all or nothing. I feel like there's some extremes, I guess that, that may be good, but I actually can't even come up with a, like a, an example of that. Cause I was going to say, maybe if you're training for Olympics, then all is really important. But even that they would probably tell you, no, it's not because you still need sleep in order for you to be able to perform. So I really don't, I can't think of an example of where it would be good to be all in, um, like or all or nothing. So, um, Janice says here, I let go of many things on a regular basis. Yeah, Janice. So when you say that, um, I'm curious if you're talking more about purging things, physical things, or if you're talking about letting go these kinds of things that we've, we've, um, kind of taken on, on ourselves. Karina, absolutely. Perfectionism. It's my number one crutch. Yes, I have it right here. Perfectionism is that has been so liberating, like so liberating getting rid of. Um, and I still, because I'm developing a relationship with myself when I can talk to myself. And it's funny because I used to always say that, oh, I talk to myself. Yep. Like that's no problem. Like I'm out. I was just talking at myself. I wasn't talking. I wasn't having a conversation with myself. I would just like whatever thoughts I was having, I would say them out loud. It was like I was reading out loud, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a conversation with yourself. And so perfectionism, I have given up for the most part. Um, but then there's still times that I find myself in that mode of just trying to make certain things perfect. Um, but what's nice is being aware of that. I'll get that kind of little like tap on the shoulder. That'll make me ask myself, is this important? Like, why are you looking for perfectionism? Is this good enough? So um, it's been really, really fascinating. 
Janice says, gray is where the magic happens. Yes, yes, yes. You never know where it can lead to. It's called going with the flow. Yes, 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 yes. It's so amazing. Um, and you wouldn't think like, at least I wouldn't have thought before when I would think of going with the flow, I would never visualize a gray. I would visualize like maybe white, like it's, you know, very light and whatever, but it's not. It's, it really is that middle of the road and just anything can happen. Um, Janice, this is probably, oh yes, this is answering the question that I asked about what she's letting go. And she says emotional and physical and spiritual things. Spiritual too. That's awesome. Okay. Ed, Ed says, however, that is partly our responsibility. If we label ourselves as vegan, sexual orientation, abilities, etc., then we would need to manage others' expectations. If we don't define ourselves, then we can't fail others' expectations. Not that I pay any attention to others' expectations or what they think of me. My only concern is how I view myself, and that is so freeing. Yes. Ooh, Ed, next week is going to be so good. You guys tune in next week, please, live, 8 p.m. Eastern time, so you can be here and ask Ed all your questions because he is a wealth of knowledge, experience, everything. I'm so excited for that. Janice, Janice says, I am perfectly imperfect. Amen. Yes. Actually, when my, um, my uncle passed away a couple years ago and one of his good friends gave, um, each of us girls a little, um, I don't really know what it is, but it's like, it's a little metal kind of emblem that you can kind of just carry around with you. And I keep mine in my, in my purse or in my wallet. And it says perfectly imperfect. And that's actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's where it started shifting for me, where I started really looking at how trying to be perfect was really immobilizing me. And yes, Michael Crowley. Hello, Michael Crowley. And I'm guessing Dawn is there. I'm hoping Dawn is there. Maybe Jackson. Uh, love that Janice going with the flow. Yes, it is so easy. And yet, so hard. So uh, I'm really hoping that with these podcasts, if you're part of our book club, um, there's so many things out there for us really to tap into, for us to be able to understand better, not better, different ways of us just being in the world. Um, I know that through COVID, there have been a lot of really trying times. There's a lot of not everybody has had the luxury of being able to have more time. Uh, some people have had to work more because of it. Um, so I thank you if you're one of those people. But for the majority of us, for a lot of us, there's been a lot of time. And um, I feel like there's two sets. There's There's people that didn't look at how can I grow or how can I learn or how can I connect if I'm missing connection? How can I connect? Um, and then there's people that knew maybe because they were having that conversation with themselves, maybe because they were tuning into what they needed and they realized that I'm losing connection because I can't be out there. How can I create that connection? And that's where these, these podcasts, they have blown up that's where these live videos, I've never seen so many people on Facebook lives, which is beautiful. Um, 
And so I just, I'm, I'm so grateful for all of you and for all of the things that we've been learning and growing together. Janice says, it is only as hard as you make it. Just, just release your expectations. Amen. Amen. Yes. She is, she is like my spirit. What would you call yourself, Janice? Like, I feel like, I don't even know how to call you, but you're, you're like a, I don't want to say mentor, but you're, you're like my guide in all of this. I'm so grateful for you. Um, so anyway, okay. So what are some other things that we would be okay for us to let go of? Um, one of the things in there too, that I thought was it's okay. It's okay to let go. I put in here resisting, um, because for me, it was very difficult to be able to tell myself that it's okay to stop resisting because I felt like if I resist it, it's kind of like, it kind of felt like, um, like a dam, like I was a dam, like I was pushing all the water away and I didn't want to be flooded with, with all of this stuff. So if I resisted the feeling or if I resisted fill in the blank, whatever that is, then I would protect myself. And it only turned out that like Karina said, it exhausted me. I was just, it was too much. And once I realized it's okay to stop resisting and just surrender things, that's when everything really started changing. Um, yes, Janice says, it's a spirit having a human experience. That has been huge. Yes, I love that. Um, I've heard that a million times. I never really understood it until our book club, until we had, and it's not so much just the books. And it's not because I'm trying to promote this book club because it's free. You know, it's an hour of our time every week. But I'm so grateful for it because it's not just the books. It's the conversation that we have between the pages that I'm learning so much and that I'm growing so much. So these sayings of a spirit having a human experience, I get it now because of, of these conversations. Janice also says, resisting just brings it back in a different way. Yes, in a different way. That is huge. And I never really got that. I used to feel like, okay, I learned my lesson, right? Because they, you always hear, you know, learn the lesson from whatever the bad thing is that came or, or whatever the, the experiences that you had. If you can learn a lesson and move on, then great. But unless you actually learned the real lesson, not the surface level of this experience, then that core lesson that you were supposed to learn it does show up in all these different ways, but it's until you learn that, that core. Oh, it's just so fascinating. Janice says it's the love we share. Yes. The whole entire group, I'm guessing that you're talking about the group and here, everybody is so loving. Um, and we're all so different. We all have very different, even in the books, like it's not like we're all like on the same page. <laughs> I mean, we might be while we're reading, but um, we're not really on the same page. And that's where it comes in that we have that love and respect for one another, that we're able to have those conversations. Again, that's another thing. We need to love and respect ourselves to know that we might not agree with what's coming up for us. 
but we can have that conversation with respect, with love, and be able to come to a better understanding of ourselves. Mr. Crowley says, what you resist persists. Like a garden hose, let the kink out and everything flows through you. Yes, it's exactly, yes. I love that. Okay. I feel like there's a bunch of sound bites of me just agreeing with you guys completely on this one. This is so great. Um, Ed, what do you have to say? So Ed says, expectations only lead to disappointment. Usually when we get upset at others, it's because they are not behaving the way we expect or the way we would act. We are able to experience peace and joy when people are allowed to be who they are in the moment. Not always easy, but something I aspire to. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is a hard one. That is a, again, like Jana says, it's as hard or as easy as we want it to be. But that is that's a hard one for me because, and it, it's something that I'm working on. I shouldn't say that it's hard because I don't want, I don't want to believe that that's hard because I really do think it's just a choice. And the more peace that I'm getting with myself, I'm finding that it's becoming easier to accept everybody around me for the journey that they're on and, and where they are. Um, because I know I keep thinking back to how much I've grown And if I've grown, and I think I've said this on other episodes, but if I've grown, then that means that other people can grow too. And so just because I'm at a different stage in whatever, whatever I'm looking at with this one person, they've probably excelled in other areas and yet they're not judging me on those areas. So why would I do that to them? Um, That's a really, really good one, Ed. So yeah, so those are just some of the things that I feel like are okay for us to let go of. The labels are the big one. If we can learn to let go of the labels. The other thing is, is having a group of people that you trust is paramount, paramount to us growing. Because for instance, with our book club, with our book club, we're able to say things one week about what we want. Like, you know, we learn something in one chapter and we'll say something along the lines of, yep, that's where I want to aspire to be. And that's what I want to work on. And then the next week I may say something that's not in alignment with what I said last week about what I want. And there's so much trust and love inside of that group that somebody, sometimes Janice, thank you. Um, somebody will not call me out, but just say, Hey, are you still working on, on, on that? Because, you know, that wasn't really in alignment with, with where you said you were going kind of thing. Like the thing that we talked about with the label when she says I'm too old and I could kind of joke around, um, you know, sorry, not sorry about old being a label. Mike Crowley does the same thing with me. We're in a mastermind together and he's able to say, Lee, why did you use those words? And you don't take offense to it because we're all growing together. Um, And that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to to be at a lower level than people around you because that's how we're going to grow. There's so much that's just, it's okay. And it's even better than okay. It's essential. Like this is so, so important. Um. 
Okay, so expectations, that's done. So Janice says, we are all where we are supposed to be if we learn. Great if we don't, that is great also. Yes. Yeah, we. you're right. We don't, see, there we go. <laughs> we don't need to be growing. If people are in a state right now that they're not growing, that is also okay. It really is. Um, that's the other thing. And it kind of falls into that all or nothing. Uh, I never used to feel good just being on a Sunday. I would need to to be checking something off of the list. Excuse me. So I would need to check something off the list in order to feel like that was an okay day. Um, but now I can take an entire day and just do nothing because I feel like that's what I want. That's what I need. And that is okay. Like, I just feel like I just want a shirt that just always just says, that's okay. Because it is. That's okay. So the next thing is Ed. And he says, if we can accept others as they are, then we will never need to forgive. Yes, of course. That is my perspective. But it's so true. Acceptance. Yes. Acceptance is huge. And I wrote in here. Where did I write it? About the feelings. So when we say it's okay to not feel okay, that's one of the big things is accepting that feeling, accepting whatever came up that it, <laughs> Mike's not a big fan of me saying this, but it's one of my sayings. And it truly, to me, it sums it all up. It is what it is. It truly is that feeling. It is what it is. So don't put a story behind it. Don't put anything else about it. It's just that's what that is. And so if we can accept all of those feelings, then we're ahead of the game because now we don't have to blame. We don't have to judge. We don't have to feel shame. We don't have to feel all of these things. We can just be and accept. And if we can accept others, just like Ed said, then there's no need to forgive. But also if we can accept ourselves, then there's no need to ever forgive ourselves. There's no need to shame ourselves. There's no need to feel bad about ourselves. The nice thing is that we always have our next moment, not even tomorrow. Our, our podcast was called the first day of the rest of our lives because we always used to joke that tomorrow will be the first day of the rest of our lives. Tomorrow will be the day that we will make the change in our life. And then we realize that it's not, it's not tomorrow. It's right now. Right now marks the moment that can be the first day of the rest of our lives. Or it can just be the first moment just right now. Who cares what happens with the rest of our lives? That's okay also not to know what the whole future holds. Because I'm going to let you know a really little trick that I'm just figuring out. Nobody know, And this is going to sound dumb. Nobody knows what the future holds. So we get it. That's again, like, duh. But we don't work that way. We in like intellectually, we know that we don't know what the future holds, right? We don't know what, like, look at COVID. We nobody saw this coming. Um, but we plan and we act as if we know as if our five-year plan is in gold, that that's exactly what it is. But it's not. Things will come up. You'll want to adjust. You'll change. You may have a five-year goal, and by the time you get to year two, you're like, man, that was small. 
I'm already there. Well, you don't want to stay there for the next three years just so that you can say you got there in five years. You're going to change it. And so if we don't know what the future holds, then why don't we just live in this present moment right now? Have our goals for the future because that'll give us purpose. Purpose makes us happy. It's wonderful. I'm all about goals. I'm all about masterminding. I'm all about making ourselves the best version of ourselves. But then live in this moment right here where we are right now, not judging everybody else. Um, <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Mike. He's being complimentary in the comments. <laughs> Thank you. Janice says, um, there is no future, just this moment. Yes. See, again, thank you. What I should do is I should just like, I should be in the comments where I give my whole speech and then Janice can be here and just do the soundbite of like putting it all together. <laughs> thank you. So Ed, regarding growth, I heard a line in a beautiful movie that touched me. Whether we are rich or poor, we are all homeless trying to find our home. I think that's connected to personal growth and a connection to the universe. That's amazing. Yes, I agree. Now, I feel like we're all building that home because it's here. Like it's it's inside of us. It's already here. It's already perfect. That's what we're finding. Oh my gosh, that is a really great quote. Okay, thank you very much, Ed. Yes, Mike says, genius. Yes, everybody here, we are so, so lucky to have you. This is all just gold. I absolutely love it. Um, okay, so, wow. Okay, so here's the thing. This is why we need to like also not worry because I was worried. Oh, I love you too, Mike. Um, sorry guys. <laughs> I was worried and I didn't really put a lot of stock into it, but it did come over me where I was like, oh man, what if I can't do like a full hour? What if I, I don't have enough to talk about or whatever. And now here we are 53 minutes in and, um, I, I feel like this has gone really, really well. Um, all of you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, all of your comments, all of your discussion. It has been fascinating. Ed says, if we keep one foot in the past and one foot in the future, <laughs> then we will end up pissing on the present. Yes. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> I wish Mike was here so he could have said that one. <laughs> but yes, that is very true. That is very true. Actually, I can't remember. Somebody... Oh, maybe it was you, Ed. And it was actually like a drawing of it. And that has stuck with me. And it's so true. So yes, just sit right here. And Janice says, I had a very bad day last weekend with pain. But at the same time, it was beautiful. And life is fabulous. Yes. Yes. That's one of the things too. One of the things that I've added well, I didn't really add it to my vocabulary. Obviously, it was always there. But it's one of the things that I'm really focusing on is the word and. So for me, I used to use the word but a lot. Like, this is really great, but, or, you know, da 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 but. But now I'm realizing it can be and, and. So just like Janice said, she was in a lot of pain and there was a lot of beauty in it. 
Like it can be two things at one time. There, it could be a million things at one time. It's just what we're focusing on. So what we focus on grows, right? We all know that. And so if we're focusing on the things that we don't want, then that will grow in our life. If we focus on the things that we do want, that will grow in our life. So it's the same thing that if we focus on, if we notice and we become aware, it's kind of like that accepting piece. If we notice and aware the things that are not so good, the things that we would, like I would typically have before wanted to push away or resist or whatever it is, we can acknowledge that, accept it. And then we can also say, and I also feel this way. So I can feel sad. I can be at a, and we used this example last week. I can be at a funeral, mourning, feeling sad, being empathetic, having all of those feelings. And I can see family and friends that I haven't seen in a long time and enjoy their company there and smile and love and do all of that. So and is it's so important. And I feel like that's a big one with this. It's okay to feel more things. It's okay to not be pigeonholed into one box. Okay, so let us see. Ooh, Mike Crowley. Gratitude is key. Focus on what we have and be thankful. Yes, yes, yes. Gratitude is key. It absolutely is. Um, and I feel like that's one of those things that like when we're saying that it's okay to not feel okay and to be in those things and we can sit in it. But if we also and can be grateful in those moments, like Janice was saying about being in pain and it being beautiful, if we can be grateful even in those moments, it'll help us get out of those moments a little bit easier, you know, and we do, we want to sit in them. We want to learn from them. We want to feel them, um, but we don't want to stay in them. Right. So gratitude is a big one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ed. So Ed says, I have a big butt, but it could be bigger or I have a big butt and it could. What? What is happening? I have a big butt, but it could be bigger or I have a big butt and it could be bigger. To me, it sounds the same. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yes, please, again, please tune in next week. And the comedian, Ed, will be sharing his life experiences with us and quite a few jokes along the way, I'm sure. And for those of you that are listening in the just the podcast audio form, um, I apologize if that was confusing for you, but it was interesting in, in the words that we were reading. Janice says... Every moment has a plethora of things in it. Choose the good ones. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We still need to accept the bad ones. We still need to know that they're there, not push them down. But like we were saying before about the whatever we resist persists, accept it and then move on and look for the good and look for And that's part of the present moment, like being mindful and being aware Um one of the easiest things to do is to become aware of the other senses, your smell, what you're smelling, what you're seeing, what you're maybe what you're tasting, what you're feeling, um, what you're looking at. 
And you'll be able to see the beauty. I was with another friend, actually, my sister and I went and did a little bit of yoga on a little hilltop. And we, we went with another friend. And um, Ron, if you're listening, thank you so much for that. Uh, it was really interesting because he said, okay, I want to lead. We were going to do yoga. He says, I want to lead it. I said, okay, sure. And he says, okay, first thing we're going to do is we're just going to sit here and take it in. And so he pointed out everything that was in front of us. I took it in just like in its in its entirety. And he started pointing out the bees that were on certain flowers that we could look at, the different colors of the flowers, the sizes, the butterflies, everything. It's all things that most people that were walking up that hill doing their exercise missed. They didn't even see it. So the more that we look at things, the more we can find, you know. Um, oh, it's just so interesting. It's so exciting. It really, really is. Janice says, love you. I love you, Janice. I love you, Ed and Mike and Michael Crowley and um, all of you, Karina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for you listening on the audio. Um, I'm just so grateful for all of you. Mike is so grateful for all of you. We are so happy that we didn't go on hiatus uh, this summer, even though it was we weren't able to do it together. It's really important that we're still here, um, not only for you guys, but for us. This is really the highlight of our week. We absolutely love it. Um, again, if you guys want to be a part of our book club, please DM us. Um, you can find us anywhere that you're at on social, for the most part, at First Day Pod. You can also email us. Uh, it'll just be Mike and I that'll look at it. And it's um, firstdaypod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. If you guys have ideas for future uh, topics, things that you, questions that you want answered, let us know, email us. Um, you can also email us for the link for the uh, book club and you'll see it when you believe it. It's on forgiveness. Even if you hadn't had a chance to read it and you still want to come and kind of audit the book club next uh, tomorrow, by all means, come. Um, you don't have to talk. You could just kind of sit there and, and just meet all of us. And that would be lovely too. So I think that is it. Um, I love you guys. Uh, gosh, I can't remember if there's something else that I need to tell you guys, but um, yeah, maybe Mike can do an outro if there was something else that we needed to say. So anyway, I love you guys very, very much. Big hugs to you all. And we will see you next week with Ed. I can't wait. Don't miss it. Love you. Bye. Bye.